No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Josiah reigns in Judah and is a good king, purging Judah of idolatry. When he hears the reading of the book of the law, he is appalled and tears his clothes over the disobedience of the nation. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Chronicles chapter 34 on Simply the Bible. After a string of bad kings, actually a string of two, we come to a very good king in Judah. The name was Josiah. And Josiah was the son of a very bad king, King Ammon. And yet we shall see that Josiah was not only one of the good kings of Judah, but he was one of four kings who brought revival to the nation of Judah. And this he did really at the twilight of the nation, just before they would go into Babylonian captivity. We continue today in 2 Chronicles chapter 34 with the story of Josiah. Josiah was eight years old when he became king. And he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem, and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in the ways of his father David. He did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. Josiah was eight years old, and he was a good king, a very good king. Now, one of the reasons was that no doubt he made David his hero. He walked in the ways of his father David and didn't turn aside from that example. From the eighth year of his reign, while he was still young, he began to seek the God of his father, David. And in his twelfth year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of the high places, the wooden images, the carved images, and the molded images. They broke down the altars of the Baals in his presence, and the incense altars which were above them, he cut down, and the wooden images, the carved images, and the molded images, he broke in pieces and made dust of them and scattered it on the graves of those who had sacrificed to them. He also burned the bones of the priests on their altars and cleansed Judah and Jerusalem. And so he did in the cities of Manasseh, Ephraim, and Simeon, as far as Naphtali and all around with axes. When he had broken down the altars and the wooden images, had beaten the carved images into powder and cut down all the incense altars throughout all the land of Israel, he returned to Jerusalem. What an amazing guy. So the eighth year of his reign, he was 16 years old, and he began to seek the God of his father, David. Now we're going to look at steps of revival, really five steps of revival today, because I believe revival is the only hope for our nation. We so desperately need a spiritual revival. And we see here with Josiah, the first step here was that he sought God when he was 16 years old. He wanted to seek the Lord and put God first in his life. And then at the age of 20, he began to purge Judah and Israel of its many idols. Now, he didn't just put these aside. He pulverized them breaking down the altars. Now, these images, as we've said earlier, they were pornographic. And so that was the enticement to the flesh. That's why the people kept going back to it. It was highly addictive, this idolatrous worship. And so he just left no trace. He destroyed them. And not only that, but he scattered 
the powder on the graves of the worshipers. He, he dug up the bones of these idolatrous priests and then burned them on these pagan altars. And thus he desecrated them. And not only did he do it in Judah, but he also went into Israel. Now he was the king of Judah, but in Israel, the Assyrians had taken them captive, but left a remnant in the land. And so he went and destroyed all of these pagan altars and images in uh, Manasseh, Ephraim, and Simeon as well, and Naphtali even, as far north as Naphtali, and destroyed it, leaving no trace. And I think here's the second step of revival, is that we need to get rid of the idols. An idol is anything that comes between you and your worship of the Lord. And John the Apostle said in his epistle at the very end, he says, Dear children, keep yourself from idols. And I think, you know, a lot of times we just sort of leave them around and we make provision for them and we leave them temporarily, but then we go back to them. Listen, you got to pulverize them. Leave no trace so that there's no possibility of going back. However that looks for you, just cut off every avenue of going back to any sort of idol that's going to cause you to stumble and cease to keep the Lord as your God. Verse 8, in the 18th year of his reign, when he had purged the land and the temple, he sent Shaphan, the son of Azaliah, Maaseah, the governor of the city, and Joah, the son of Joahaz, the recorder, to repair the house of the Lord his God. When they came to Hilkiah, the high priest, they delivered the money that was brought into the house of God, which the Levites, who kept the doors, had gathered from the hand of Manasseh and Ephraim, from all the remnant of Israel, from all of Judah and Benjamin, in which they had brought back to Jerusalem. Now in the law, they had made provision for the service of the temple because it would get worn out after time. And so they would collect this offering, which would be used to repair the temple as needed. Then they put it into the hand of the foreman who had the oversight of the house of the Lord, and they gave it to the workmen who worked in the house of the Lord to repair and restore the house. They gave it to the craftsmen and builders to buy hewn stone and timber for beams and to floor the houses which the kings of Judah had destroyed. You see, these kings of Judah who had worshipped these pagan idols really let the temple just become dilapidated and they had neglected it and even uh, robbed from it. Then the men did the work faithfully. Their overseers were Jehath and Obadiah the Levites, the sons of Merari and Zechariah and Mesholam of the sons of the Kohathites to supervise. Others of the Levites, all of whom were skillful with instruments of music, were over the burden bearers and were overseers of all who did work in any kind of service. And some of the Levites were scribes, officers, and gatekeepers. So, you know, Josiah involved all of the Levites here, the various family clans, to do this uh, building restoration of the temple. And, you know, that's the third step of revival here, and that is to repair the temple. Now, the temple is no longer physical. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit, the Bible tells us, both individually and corporately. And the temple, of course, is that place where we worship God. If we are going to have revival, we need to restore true worship. God is spirit, and we must worship him in spirit and in truth. And that means that we make that a priority. We spend time in the word, in prayer, in fellowship. We restore that temple to God in ourselves first. Now, when they brought out the money that was brought into the house of the Lord, Hilkiah the priest, 
found the book of the law of the Lord given by Moses. Then Hilkiah answered and said to Shaphan the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan. So Shaphan carried the book to the king, bringing the king word, saying, All that was committed to your servants they are doing. And they have gathered the money that was found in the house of the Lord and have delivered it into the hand of the overseers and the workmen. Then Shaphan the scribe told the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest has given me a book. And Shaphan read it before the king. Now I find this just ironic that the book of the law, the Bible basically was lost and it was lost in the temple of God. But things had been so neglected that they had neglected even looking at the book of the law. And when they were going through all of the rubbish, they found it, you know, and they brought it out. Hilkiah the priest brought it to Shaphan the scribe who read it to the king. And here's the fourth step of revival. And that is to rediscover the word of God. The problem is, is that people neglect the word of God. They have a Bible, it sits on their shelf, they do nothing with it. Even in the pulpits, many times, they're not teaching the word of God. They might pull a verse here or there from the word of God, but they're not teaching through the word of God. They're not showing the people that the word of God is spiritual food and that we receive all we need for life and godliness through it. It's powerful, it's effective, it's a living and active word. And we need to rediscover that if we're going to have spiritual revival. Thus it happened when the king heard the words of the law that he tore his clothes and the king commanded Hilkiah Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, Abdon, the son of Micah, Shaphan, the scribe, and Isaiah, a servant of the king, saying, go inquire of the Lord for me and for those who are left in Israel and Judah concerning the words of the book that is found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is poured out on us because our fathers have not kept the word of the Lord to do according to all that is written in this book. So here, as Josiah is listening to this, he's just appalled as he hears how disobedient the people had been and he tears his clothes a sign of mourning, and he says, we are in serious trouble. So the, the fifth step of revival here is a personal repentance. He sent people to go inquire of the Lord for him to see what do we do now? Because we're in serious trouble. God's wrath is poured out on us because we have failed to keep this law. So Hilkiah and those the king had appointed went to Huldah, the prophetess. Now, she was married to the royal keeper of the wardrobe, and she dwelt in Jerusalem in the second quarter. And they spoke to her to that effect. Then she answered them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Tell the man who sent you to me, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will bring calamity on this place and on its inhabitants. All the curses that are written in the book which they have read before the king of Judah, because they have forsaken me and burned incense to other gods, that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore, my wrath will be poured out on this place and not be quenched. But as for the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, in this manner you shall speak to him. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, concerning the words which you have heard, because... Your heart was tender and you humbled yourself before God when you heard his words against this place and against its inhabitants. And you humbled yourself before me 
and you tore your clothes and wept before me. I have heard you, says the Lord. Surely I will gather you to your fathers, and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace. And your eyes shall not see all the calamity which I will bring on this place and its inhabitants. So they brought back word to the king. You see, what had happened was that Manasseh had pressed wickedness so far that it had gone beyond the tipping point, past the point of no return. And because God had promised that if they kept his commandments, they could remain in the land. But if they did not keep his commandments and they worshiped other gods, then they would be driven from the land. God had to make good on his word. And there was no turning back now. Now, Josiah was able to bring a revival in the last sort of twilight period of the nation. But it was very clear that the Babylonian captivity was now inevitable. Yet, because Josiah had a tender heart toward the Lord, God said, okay, you're not going to see this. It won't happen in your lifetime, uh, but you will go to your grave in peace. Which just shows you, you know, if we have a tender heart toward God, if we fear the Lord, if, if our heart is tender concerning his word and his ways, uh, we can postpone the inevitable uh, and we can bring peace. And I believe that this is the real need at this twilight hour. I believe in some ways, perhaps we as a nation have gone past the tipping point. I don't know that. But we can be like Josiah in this time and we can experience personal revival and God willing we can help bring revival to our land. May the Lord make it so. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. If you have questions or comments, please email us at daryl at calvarytv.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L at calvarytv.org. Tomorrow we'll see where Josiah restores worship in Judah, renewing the covenant with the Lord. Then all Judah and Israel celebrate the Passover as had not occurred since the days of Samuel. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Chronicles on Simply the Bible.